Hi, we're George and Jess, and after doing a morning radio show together for over a decade, we found our new home on the George and Jess podcast. We are a married couple exploring the ins and outs of balancing kids, marriage, and careers. So join us for adventures in the kitchen, at home, traveling, and more. Pull up a chair, grab a cup of coffee. It's time to get real about life, love, and the world around us. So as of late yesterday morning, uh, summer has officially begun. It feels like it. I think it was 10:13 a.m. exactly. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure there's somebody out there. Oh, that I certainly, <laughs> I certainly but, don't know. So here we are. We're officially underway. It feels like it's been underway since well, Clara got out, got out of school, which has been about a month. Of course, the what do they call it? Meteorological summer starts June 1st, and then the summer equinox was yesterday. Isn't it crazy that we ha- we've had all that heat? A couple of good stretches there, and summer is just, well, this is the first full day is today. Fourth of July is... Week and a half away? Week and a half away. Well, the actual day is a Monday this year, but that that weekend, a lot of people will probably get started uh, a week from Thursday. I do feel like things start to wind down, like Fourth of July is a midpoint of summer, and it isn't. No, it's really not. It's just you're you're right in the heart of it. You're right. You're right in the heart of it. The kids still have plenty of summer break left. Because July and August, there's way more going on July and August than there is in June. I know. And I, yeah. and I don't know why I've always felt like that. I swear it's because they put the school supplies out. And then I start to panic because I feel like, oh, my God, summer's almost over. I couldn't believe it. We got to get school supplies. Yeah, I could not believe it when you showed me the Target ad. Well, you actually took a picture, I took a picture. of, of, of uh, backpacks and some of the other supplies. And they were starting to put it out. This past weekend. That's bonkers to me. It makes me feel a whole lot of ways. <laughs> Any of them good? Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit like, okay, let's let's, let's get this summer wrapped up and Spe- get in a routine. <laughs> Speaking of good vibes, Beyonce, Queen B, if you will, I uh, dropped the first new single off her next album that will be released on July 29th. And uh, it's called "Break My Soul," and it's like a quit your job, get a get a new life type of song. <laughs> did, you, have, did you listen? to I it? I haven't listened to it yet, but you it, sent me some of the lyrics. I listened to it, and it's going to be huge in the clubs. I mean, it's just—I mean, it's upbeat, it's fun, it's what you would expect from Beyonce. But lyrically, I was like, "Has she been listening to our podcast?" <laughs> it is. It's like. My soul needs like to be renewed and I need it. I need. I quit my job. I saw someone did post like Beyonce's new song is your summer anthem. Oh, and it might make you quit your job. I was like, well, there's a lot of that going around. Well, so. well it's, it's just about <laughs> taking charge of your life, starting with a new foundation and just taking it from here. Which we love. And that's yeah. kind of like become the theme of our podcast. It, so it has a great message to it. Is it Beyonce really does. our new like, is this going to be our new anthem? Well, well, for years, I couldn't reference her or anybody in that genre of music because we were, well, we were doing country morning radio in the Midwest. Right. And so everyone like, would have yelled at us right. on social media and been like, nobody cares about <laughs> Queen Bee. I know. Well, I don't know if they would exactly sound like that. But, some of them would. But some of them would. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's not no doubt about it. But anyways, uh, she dropped that uh, the other night at midnight. So I, I had to listen because social media blew up, and uh, she almost broke the internet with the video. And uh, it's 
it's big news and have people looking forward to that album, which will, I'm, I, I, she may drop another single between now and then. I mean, that's, you know, six weeks away. That's almost. cool. It's yeah. been a while. Yeah. It's it been has a while been. since she's released new music. So that's exciting. But uh, a lot of people, again, expecting this, uh, this new age to continue, right? And it is. We have said all along that the remote working and people finding their own path is not just just some kind of a whim that took off during the pandemic. It's a real thing, and people are moving forward with it. And the next generation is going to know nothing but that. And people are harnessing this internal power of, like, I want to be be the creator of my life, not a participant in it. But I think uh, along those lines, also kind of on the flip side of that, I think a lot of people are understanding and beginning to think like it's a much bigger picture than us as an individual or even those that are just really close to us. It's a much grander view well, it goes back to what was it, sixty-seven, the, the age of Aquarius, when they they had that song. Was it Fifth Dimension that wrote that song? As as we move, you are literally speaking in another language to me right now. <laughs> as we move forward, no, but there's this thought pattern, right? That's not going away. That's more like a global network. Yeah, and, and, and like well, the things that you do affect more than just yourself and the people around you. I think it's mankind. In general, the human race. I like it. Right? And I think that that's where we're realizing that we are all here. The world will never be as large as it once was. You know, there's, they're calling mm-hmm. this the age of air, right? Where we're, we're, where we're no longer, it's not even about Earth. You're going to see increased space travel and exploration and things like that. It's just a new thought pattern. And we're all connected. Yeah, absolutely. Right? 100%. All of us. So we need to start getting along. Can we do that? Please. Can we start with that? Speaking of the summer travel season, which is really about to take off. I mean, I think 4th of July, uh, they're estimating over 42 million people to hit the road this year. I mean, and and gas prices aren't deterring anybody. It's not a thing. They're shocked at how the plans that people are making and the reservations that are being made mm-hmm. and travel plans. Here's the here's the thing. There's a lot of frustration out there now. Obviously, it starts with the airlines. One industry that I think is a is a great example of not anticipating the return to moving around like 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 we are. And they aren't necessarily ready for They're it. They're not even close to ready. So they they said one of the big things you have to understand as you hit the road because this the week following 4th of July, that week right there, and the first couple of weeks are usually the big travel weeks for American families. Right, because yeah, that's if the summer you do vacation. work a traditional job, a yep. lot of people will get that Monday off yes. for the 4th of July, so then they have um, a shorter work week, and they'll they'll end up taking the rest of yeah. the week. And they and say, to, to just kind of damper your expectations a bit, be patient and understand that Almost every place you're traveling to and all of the businesses that you're going to visit are going to be understaffed. Mm-hmm. That's one thing you have to understand. You have to be ready for. So be patient. Right. And don't expect to be it to be like it was three years ago. Add patience to your packing list. Right. That, for that your is, summer trip. It's not a joke. They're saying <laughs> that that is because of the the, the mass mm-hmm. amount of people moving 
42 million Americans. And it's, and it's hard, I think, for a lot of Americans. And globally, when they went around uh, the world and they were talking to uh, travel agencies and uh, you know experts from different continents, they were saying one thing Americans struggle with is we're kind of still living in a bubble because we have pretty much Again, please don't at me, but we've eliminated our fight with the pandemic. You can either get the shot, right? You can you can be vaccinated or not. And we've done it enough here to where it's not ravishing our country like it is still in some of the other mm-hmm. smaller third world countries around the planet that are real really struggling with that. But we're not dealing with it anymore. And Americans' mindsets have moved way beyond that. Also, what's happening in Europe? With the war in Ukraine, you know, they're dealing with things all over the place that we in America, in our bubble, right? Mm-hmm. We feel like, let's, you know, we're, it's we're, summer. We're, I know, right? And that's what, Party. That's, and that's not a bad thing. No, that's that's no. one thing that we've worked very hard for. And it's one of the great things about America. So they said it's if you're leaving, specifically, if you're leaving the country to understand that you're going to be facing those issues, but especially domestically with. With the help. Understaffing, yes. longer wait times. It is going to be a big thing. But it, it said it's not, this. they expect this to be the busiest travel season this next, these first few weeks of July that we've seen in, in years because people are ready to move again, right? And we want to travel. You and I are a great example of that at the end of May. We really enjoyed our trip uh, back to Las Vegas and out hiking in, in Nevada and then visiting some of the suburbs there, Summerlin in that area. And uh, you, you could still see where they were struggling with staffing issues, but Americans were out and they were moving around. And we are not traveling for the 4th of July. I actually had great intentions to do so. And then now it's going to be here in right. 10 days. Well, well, and... it, it jumped up on us quick. <laughs> and you and I and you and I are uh, ex- still dealing with our transition from January 1st until now. We both have now found ourselves in a very different position after working together doing a morning radio show for 11 years. Yeah, and you're right. running the, the the podcast side of things from home and the CEO of the house. Oh, God. With the don't. kids being home with you. And I'm working full time in an office uh, as a business development and community relations. And you um, love your job. I do very yeah. much. But it keeps you busy right now. It and, does. And, and it's a busy time of the year, too. I was just going to say, I, I work for a commercial construction company. So we're busy and uh, that's all right. We'll find all kinds of fun things to do over the 4th of July locally and in the region. And it will be fun. Yeah, it is. There is a lot going on. By the way, I did hear that now for the third consecutive year, the city of Minneapolis is not having their fireworks. Oh, shoot. Now, this is not pandemic-related, by the way, which it was the last couple of years. Uh, this is, again, <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to this because this is exactly what they cited. There's some construction things going on, but they said there is a staffing shortage. Mm-hmm. And that that seems to be a, a common theme with a lot of events when they're canceled now. It's no longer pandemic-related. It's they just don't have the staff mm-hmm. to pull it off. And you need to to do that right, you would need that. Which is too bad. Right. That is that is too bad because you and I were looking, we're like, you know what? If we're gonna hang tight in uh the you know, southern Minnesota, even the Twin Cities area for the fourth of July, what can we do? And there's a lot to do. There really is. It's just a matter of again, get online, Google it, find it. it there's plan all it. kinds of stuff yeah. going on. You don't have to travel far. 
if you're looking for something to do for the 4th of July weekend, which everybody's thinking about already. That's nuts. You want to know why? Because this weekend, <laughs> it, we're a week and a half out. I know. That is that is bananas to me. Time flies, man. It really is. It's nuts. Can I switch gears and talk about a trend that is supposedly returning? Yes. That has got me in just quite a tiz and my Instagram following as well. We have to talk about it. Okay. So do you remember in the early 2000s, the brand Ed Hardy? You know, I... It, there's a lot I don't remember okay. about the early 2000s because I was, yeah. So this was a brand that um, was very colorful and almost was reminiscent of tattoos. Really? And it was bags and perfume and shirts and you wore it with sparkly jeans and it was pretty hideous. I loved it. But in hindsight, it was pretty terrible. So Urban Outfitters, which is a popular mall store, um, released on their Instagram on Monday night that they have a s- exclusive collaboration with Ed Hardy and you can get an Ed Hardy sweatsuit. So has it literally been been 20 years since this has been relevant? Yes. Literally. And wow. I shared this post on my Instagram and people were like, we're not doing that again. What? It's a sweatsuit. It's an Ed Hardy sweatsuit is it at like Urban a, Outfitters. Is it like the old style track suit or is it? No, it's like the it's like the velour Juicy Couture early 2000s. Is, how loud is this? You have to show me a picture. I'm going to. And it's just, I feel like, okay, in hindsight, that wasn't cute the first time. And also, how old am I? That stuff that I wore 20 years ago is now back in style and I'm like the old lady saying that's not cute we're not doing that again and it isn't I can't here let me get a better look at that I I don't have it pulled up I'm actually she's passing her oh oh. do you remember that brand I think I do I think I do and so this is becoming popular again with that's what they're trying to that's what they're trying to tell us. Well, they're very successful at when, when they come up with an idea like this at making it possible. What are we gonna do? We have to, you know, we What need... are the elder millennials gonna do if Ed Hardy comes back in style? <laughs> well, will there be a lot of uh, designers that try to mimic that look? Is is this going to be a thing? Please no. I mean, fashion in the early two thousands was so bad. Well, it was to you. It, you think back now, but you know what? To a younger generation, you know, with the cyclical nature of things, because it's terrifying. Look, look what happened with seventies fashion. I know. I and remember nineties fashion. I remember when I was in junior high, I wanted bell bottoms, and my mom was horrified. She was like, "They're so ugly." I wore those when I was a kid, and I didn't get it. Of course, like why she thought they were so ugly. I was like, "They're cool. They're super cool," and so I I wound up getting them. And she was just like, she would just shake her head every time I wore them because she was like, those remind me of when I was a kid and they're so ugly. And now I'm like saying those things about trends that I wore that are coming back into style. And I'm like, how freaking old am I? Do you ever wonder how (laughs) how that happens? Well, I I mean, it's all cyclical. I know it is. But how? I just didn't expect the 2000s to ever cycle back. Is there somebody... That controls the fashion world that says, we're going to make this cool. 
I guess there must be. I or, or I mean, because it would only take the it would uh, the right individual, right, with that much influence. And it, that that would be a great question for our like maybe our friends at Jay Long's. Here's the Ed Hardy purse that I had, and I loved this thing so much. Oh, by the way, oh, <laughs> wow, that it, is. It says true love, and it's got like a flaming skull on it. So were you? Was this fashionable when you were in your uh, like junior and senior year in high school? No, I would have been. Well, when I had that purse, I lived here. It was probably like 2007. Okay. But it took. It was probably popular in the early 2000s and on the coasts. So it's it took made, a little bit longer for it to get here. Do you think? Because often they'll push something like that, and it will never make its way to the Midwest. Because it, it, anybody who's familiar with how this stuff works. East Coast, New York area has a lot of influence, right, initially. And then, obviously, Los Angeles, it, even though they're very different also. And then it, that stuff just kind of works its way to the middle of the country, and we get it at a later time. Well, that's kind that's where the fashion, those are the fashion capitals right, of right. America, Los Angeles and New York. So that's where the things are created and thought of and started. Or is it Europe and then making its way to New York? Or, well, or is Europe New- has fashion capitals, sure. too, but I'm just talking about America in specifically um and then it will the internet has changed things a little bit and there are more like chicago and minneapolis you know are considered to to have good fashion scenes but this like bringing back trends from the 2000s is killing me and i need to know who's responsible well along those lines uh that that's when the low-rise jeans were fashionable Uh as well and looking at that picture of the sweatsuit that you showed me. It's low rise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So is that going to become a thing again? And I'm too I mean, I'm not participating. I'm too old. <laughs> My body does not no. support a low rise sweatsuit anymore. I'm I'm almost forty and I have two kids. Are, are we going so to So if the youths <laughs> want to low rise it, that's fine. If if you yeah, you see women on social media all the time absolutely losing their collective minds when the hint of that even you know, and, Surfaces. and that's cool for the young people. Um, the The juniors section at Target looks like literally 1999 happened, like and, a time machine. And that's a, a fairly accurate barometer, even though at a more affordable rate, Those are, that's obviously. The, that's what's yeah. trendy with young people. Yeah, it is. They. They, they, Target does a good job of making that stuff affordable and accessible and staying on trend, right? And it's not just with young girls, uh, with, with everybody. So if you follow what's happening with them, you can see. I mean, it is bucket hats and daisies and terry cloth. And I'm like just waiting for my ARP card to arrive in the mail. <laughs> I started receiving ARP stuff. I kid you not. Uh, when I was, uh, it was probably about. You'll, you'll get that stuff in your early to mid-40s. Well, I feel like I'm ready for it. it. It happens. Like, get me a discount at Culver's and at the movies and just call it a day. Do you remember when Luke Perry was hired hired to be the face yes. of ARP, and then a couple of years later, he dies? Oh, R.I.P. Luke Perry. That was like the worst possible scenario for that whole campaign. I still remember that, getting a text message from my friend, and she was like, not Luke Perry. And I was like, no, no, yeah. no, no. I know. He was like one of my first crushes. Yeah, as soon as he hit 50, he was actually the face of their ad campaign. It was unbelievable. I know you love our Gen Z listeners, and they're probably like, this chick is older than we thought. They do not. No, they they, they don't. No, <laughs> they're no, like, they don't. we're getting Ed Hardy sweatsuits, and we're coming to show up to 
Speaking of trends, <laughs> fashion trends, I stumbled across something because I'm a big baseball fan, right? Uh-huh. And I see, uh, I saw Francisco Lindor, who is a, he's a great baseball player, years. When I when I was really a big fan, he was playing for the, uh, the, the, the Indians, which is now the Guardians in Cleveland. But anyways, Francisco Lindor, professional baseball player, is now... Uh, marketing a product. He's obviously been signed on some kind of an endorsement mm-hmm. deal. Have you ever heard of a, a gentleman by the name of David Yerman? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, he's yes. got some really cool beaded bracelets. Yes. Right? Like prayer beads and stuff like that. And uh, Francisco Lindor caught my attention on social media wearing them. And I was like, man, that is actually, because it's not really like gaudy looking and it's cool. And I'm like, that. How, what, what do those run? You know, for, for a price point, <laughs> I did look them up. Uh-huh. They're spendy. How much? Well, the, the, the cheapest bottom line ones are about three fifty, and uh, some of the really the nicer ones are anywhere from that $900 to $1,300, $1,500 range. But that's jewelry. But it's cool. It's jewelry. So it's that cool. jewelry is and a, I, a more of an investment piece. Right. And I thought to myself, I mean, because it's laid back stuff, right? It's 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 a real, but it's it's polished and it looks cool. And I'll be honest, this is effective advertising. This is how it works, folks. When you see Francisco Lindor wearing it, you're like, every guy in the country is like, I could wear that. So I, I I did look at that and I was like, I never in my life, is this all part of the the moving forward and, and, and finding yourself in this new world we live in. I, I looked at those bracelets and I was like, that's a pretty cool accessory. Well, I think to that point, we talked to Aaron Jones from Jay Long's on, uh, on our social media. We did a video interview with him last yeah. week and we kind of t- touched on that, that, that style is something that I think often gets discounted as part of that personal growth and evolution. Right. Where when you make changes and kind of become more authentically yourself, a lot of people's style does change. You, you know what's funny about style is I was always expecting if you would if you were to bring me back to when I was in high school and, and ask me about what the 2020s would look like or anybody else, I guarantee you they would have had a much futuristic look. Yes, but you know what it you know what it is. It's just this cyclical, freaking Ed Hardy, yeah, right? Or uh, you go back, you know, five six years ago, it was the seventies. Oh yeah, and the big so, wide brim hats and the yes! crochet and the boho. But if you would have asked anybody in the eighties what s- style would look like in the two thousand and twenties, they would have had some futuristic space looking outfit. And it's actually funny because if you look back to the eighties, that style is probably more futuristic, quote-unquote, than right. what people wear now. You know what? You know, I, with, like, the the geometric and the shapes and the um, shoulder pads. That 80s stuff has never found its way back, has it? I don't know. I love that stuff. That's not... I'm talking, like, the 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 uh, Miami Vice-type look from the middle 80s. Like you, the pleated, do you know what I'm talking about? I know about? what you're talking about, like the pleated jeans. Yes, and the, the Jabot jeans. Stonewash. And, yes. I mean, and the it, big, the big oversized <laughs> coat, uh, sport jackets. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. And those, those, stream, those big baggy uh, 
suits and stuff that they wore in in the Miami Vice type shows. But I I find when we watch shows like we watched Seinfeld, we watched Cheers, and we've watched them like recently. Yeah. And physical on Apple TV, which is set in the eighties, I feel very drawn to their style. And I don't know if it's just because that's when I was a kid, and so it I it reminds me of the adults around me when I was a kid, or if it's because it's really over the top, but I always feel like drawn to like Elaine Bennis and Diane Chambers on Cheers. I don't know. Do you bring the 80s back? Do you because they they haven't had their moment? (laughs) No, there's been nods. Yeah, there's a few. You know, the shoulder pads and and some of the neon colors. There's there's been nods. The high cut swimsuits. Is it coming? Hmm. No, I would be much more worried about the 2000s coming back. Why? Why Was that more of a disaster than the 80s? Oh, God, yes. Because I just, I've never seen anything from the 80s, you know, the way the, the, way the bands dressed, you know, with the big, the guys with the big hair and the makeup and all of that. That has never really returned. No. You, you see the mullets, though, you, on the youths. That's 90s. Was that 90s? 90s. 90s country was mullets. So you see the mullets and you see like the flowy. Well, it started in the late 80s, but I I would say that you're looking at the Billy Ray Cyrus type movements. (laughs) I will say, and I've said this before, we are at a point, I feel like, in fashion and style where really anything goes. It is. And it's truly a personal expression. So if you want to rock the Ed Hardy sweatsuit, if that makes you happy and brings you joy then go for it. I'm telling you. If you want to get a Von Dutch hat, I don't think they're back in style yet, but don't blink. They will be. Do you remember those trucker hats with yes. the patch on them? Yes, I do. Oh, my God, guys. I can't. Well, speaking of fashion, this is this is a good discussion we'll have to have with uh, Aaron and Matt up at Jay Long. Yes, yes. By the way, they're, they're always on the front end of everything, and uh, uh, they got some cool stuff. And it's not just the clothing. They've always been known for their fine men's clothing, and they have evolved over the years now specifically to uh, having every bit as much to offer for women. Yeah, and by the way, they have, um, we talked to Aaron about this on our video, they have a brand-new collection of gently pre-loved luxury handbags. Right. And I'm talking Chanel, Prada, Louis Vuitton. Um, They're beautiful and essentially one of a kind and you can buy them at Jay Long's. Yeah. You have to stop in and check them out on Madison Avenue right here in Mankato. And, uh, they've got now they've expanded. So it's cool. If you've not been in there in a while, they've expanded and pushed back a little bit farther into the store. And of course they're a lifestyle shop as well. It's not just clothing. Of course they have all the stuff you've come to expect, uh, but a lot of lifestyle gifts as well. So we look forward to chatting with him, by the way, we're going to visit Aaron. Aaron does a podcast as well. And in July sometime, He's going to bring you and I in, and he's going to interview us. We're going to be guests on a I, podcast, which is going to be super cool. Other than television and papers and stuff like that, I hadn't, I've never experienced, I've never sat down behind a microphone and been interviewed before. Which, so this, in 30 years, this will be a first for me, and I'm looking forward to it because now I get to just talk and let somebody else worry about content. And I'm going to be on uh, a podcast um, with a... God, a woman I've known forever, and she is a mindset coach and a, and a life coach, and she's super cool, and she does a podcast, and I'm going to be really? a guest on her podcast here in a couple of weeks as well. 
Um, she mostly uh, caters towards female clients. So sure. Right. She and I are going to have a conversation about kind of uh, my journey to this point, and it'll be fun and to to be on on a podcast versus hosting or interviewing right. for a podcast. By the way, speaking of lifestyle changes, another one where you're going to we're going to have to get I have to get Matt lined up. He's one of the busiest guys on the planet. Uh, but from the CBD centers here in Mankato, you've heard Jess and I talk uh, throughout the past six months a lot about this. Uh, that's one of the places that we've found that has helped us with our lifestyle change. And you know what? Away from alcohol and entertaining with cool uh, beverages that you could have as a substitute. And and they make great mocktails. Yeah, the great water. Um, I know a lot of you have tried it and um, had great things to say about it. They also have um, other CBD products like topical creams and things like that. Things that support sleep. Um, yeah, that I found time. help a ton uh, when it comes to restless nights and trying to get a little bit of extra shut eye. So um, their team at CBD centers is super knowledgeable. You can go in, um, kind of tell them what you're looking for and let them guide you to the right product. Yeah, there is a trend growing for substitutes, something other than the alcohol, right? And CBD centers is on the front end of it. And you watch them grow, not just here in Southern Minnesota, but around the region. Uh, they're on to it, and they've got some great products. Visit them. Again, you will find them just off St. Andrews Drive here in Mankato. And if you Google them, they'll come right up. And by the way, we've got a link on our website, georgeandjess.com, one of our favorite places to stop. All right. We will be back tomorrow morning, and we'll be about a week away at that point from probably one of the biggest travel weekends in a very long time because we'll be about a week away from a long 4th of July weekend. People already planning on packing it up for a long weekend. We'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m.